Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and today I'm going to talk about how narcissists try to control you. Narcissists are all about control. And why is that? Because they never felt like they had control growing up, okay? Whether they dealt with trauma, they lived in, you know, a traumatic household as a child, and they never felt like they had control or they were the entitled child that always got what they wanted and never had boundaries. So they were out of control, okay? So now what they have is they have this thirst for control. Narcissists want to always control everything because narcissists are filled with anxiety, okay? When you really study the narcissist, you're gonna see they're a very, very anxious person underneath, all right? They have a lot of fears. They're basically a damaged person. They don't feel completely whole about themselves. They always feel empty inside or feel like they're lacking something. This is why they always are never satisfied or never happy with what they have or who they're with, okay? Nothing is ever enough for the narcissist. Narcissists don't appreciate what they have. They always feel like there's something better out there, okay? And one of the biggest things that they hate is boredom, okay? Because they're never satisfied with what they have. They don't appreciate the little things in life. See, narcissists are very materialistic. They value looks, aesthetic type of things. They're very superficial in the sense that they're gonna judge people by how they look and how much money they have. Those are the two biggest things that a narcissist puts value on, okay? So, and they're always thriving for that. They wanna be around good-looking people. They like to be around young people. They like to be around anybody that lifts up their image. So how do they try to control who they're with, okay? Let me get into this. I'm gonna start off with the covert narcissist, all right? I know them so well. I'm gonna get into this about how they try to control you. 
A covert narcissist, number one, does not communicate directly. When you think covert narcissist, the first thing that should come into your mind is passive aggressive, okay? They're not transparent people. This is why I tell you, you know, when you sit down and try to reason with a covert narcissist, you're never going to get transparency from them. They're going to pretend to be transparent with you with you. Okay. They may tell you, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. They may yes you to death and treat you like a jerk just to shut you up. All right. But deep down, they're going to do what they want. So how do they control people? Well, they control people with silence. All right. That's their number one is silence. So when you say something to a covert narcissist that they don't like, what are they going to do? They're going to run stone cold silent on you. They may walk out on you when you're in the middle of a sentence, stonewall you and walk out on you and not even let you finish your sentence. They may go no contact with you. They may ghost you. They may not respond to your texts. One of the common things that covert narcissists love to do to control you is to, you know, not respond back to you right away. Okay, or they see that your text and they see it's on read. They know that you see that they read it and they don't respond to you. This is their way of controlling you and letting you know, you know what? You're not that important. I don't need to get back to you right away, you know, for whatever reason. Now, there's two reasons why they do this. One is to control you because, you know, they always want you chasing after them. They never want to give you the upper hand where you feel comfortable and you feel safe, all right? They never want to make you feel safe or comfortable in the relationship, all right? They always want you on edge. And why do they do that? Because they feel that once you get comfortable, you're going to lose your thirst for them. So they always want you thriving and looking for them, okay? They want to always feel like, you know, they're so great, you have to constantly kiss their ass, the other reason that a covert narcissist, you know, doesn't get back to you right away or something along those lines is because they're punishing you. They're punishing you for something that you may have said or done. But the thing about a covert narcissist is they don't tell you that they're mad. All right. A lot of times they don't tell you that they're mad. They hold it all inside. Okay. They don't want to take you toe to toe. Covert narcissists are not confrontational, all right, in general. They can be if you push them into a wall and you really have them cornered. You know, you really got to push them to the limit. Then they'll explode, okay? But in general, they don't like confrontation. So, you know, they're going to pay you back again. How do they pay people back? By passive aggressive behavior, all right? They don't get back to you right away. This is how they control you. This is how they control you from ever opening your mouth or saying something that they don't like. Now they're going to give you the silent treatment, okay? And next time, you're going to think twice about bringing up whatever you brought up to them because you don't want them to give you the silent treatment. You can't live like that. You can't let somebody, you know, threaten you in a sense that you can't open your mouth and talk, okay? Because then you're going to be a prisoner. You're going to be a prisoner in your own life and you're going to have to hold in your feelings. And you know what that, that's gonna, that causes when you always have to watch what you say or what you do? That causes anxiety and depression, and it also tears you down as a person, all right? The other way covert narcissists invalidate you, 
or, or rather they control you, is to invalidate you, all right? So, you know, they're controlling you by not validating you. That is a form of controlling. See, covert narcissists are very dismissive. That means a lot of times when you're talking to them and you're looking for them to agree with you or acknowledge something that you say, a lot of times they sit there and they just look at you. Okay, and they don't say anything bad and they don't say anything good. They stay very neutral. Okay, and the reason that they do that is they refuse to give you that kind of power and control. They don't want to build you up. Okay, so they control you by not building you up and making you feel like you're right, you're justified, you're, you know, you're correct. And, you know, even if it's not you know, against them and they have to take accountability, they in general don't want to validate you because to validate you builds you up. So they're controlling you to make you feel like you are nothing. Okay. This is what a covert narcissist wants to do. They want to make you feel like you're nothing. They want to make you feel like you are inferior to them. Okay. So they don't ever want to build people up. The only time a covert narcissist will build somebody up is maybe in the beginning stages of love bombing because they really want something out of you or it could be during the relationship when they see you're pulling back, then you know they may try to flatter you, they draw you back in. This is how it goes with a covert narcissist. When they want something, they're going to flatter the shit out of you, okay? Um, when they don't want something, they run stone cold or if they have something else going on, all right? Another way that covert narcissists control you is with money, okay? With money. So what a covert narcissist will do is they'll always have hidden secret money. They hide money. And a lot of times they hide money with their family, their toxic mother or their toxic father is holding money that you don't know about. And why is all of this? Why does the covert narcissist do this? Because the covert narcissist always wants, to, you know, they always want you to think that they don't have a lot in the sense that they play the poor me card. They play the victim card. And why is that? That's so you spend more money. So it's the covert narcissist that when you go out to a restaurant with them, they're the ones that are going to forget their wallet, okay? Or say, oh, I forgot my wallet. Or, oh, you know, I have so many bills this week. I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. And what are they going to do? They're going to make you feel bad and you're going to either offer them money or offer to help them out or offer, offer to pay the bill at the restaurant, okay? So they always play the poor me card with money, okay? Meanwhile, a covert narcissist could have a huge stash of money that you don't even know about, but they're controlling you with money in the sense that by them pretending that they don't have money, you put your hand in your pocket, okay? And this is what happens a lot of times too. When you marry a covert narcissist, what they'll do is they'll pretend like, oh, I'm all in, you know, 50-50. We're going in together in a bank account, 50-50. But once you get into the relationship and they know you got they got you and they're married to you and everything like that, what they're going to do is they're going to make you spend and they're going to pocket their check, okay? This is what they do. And if you divorce a covert narcissist, what they're going to do is before they even tell you they want a divorce, 
they're going to start emptying out those bank accounts before you even have a clue of what they're going to do. All right. So a covert narcissist is always one step ahead. All right. They never want you to get over on them. So, you know, this is how they're going to control you with money so that you spend more money or you don't get their money. They also control the money by being very secretive. Okay. They'll never tell you, you know, what they have or how they're doing. They downplay a lot of times how they're doing because they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know because they don't want you to do better than them. All right. And other narcissists, the way they control you you with money, like if you marry them, they could give you an allowance, all right? And they may only give you, you know, 200 a week or something when you have kids and everything, and they control you with money. And this is so, you know, you have to constantly always beg them for money. Uh, you know, I need another $10 for groceries or I need another this. You constantly have to go to them, have to kiss their ass to try to get some money out of them, okay? So they give you very little to live on so that you always have to beg them for, for money. Nothing is, you know, split down the middle. Nothing is fair, all right? And what a narcissist will do to control you with money as well is what they're not gonna want you to be work. Some of them will not want you to be working, okay? It goes two ways when it comes to money with a narcissist. They're either going to want to control you in the sense that they don't want you working so that you are codependent on them for financial things, all right? Or they're going to be the ones that sit in home and lazy and expect you to go work and bring home the bacon. And they're going to be giving you the pity card and say, I can't, you know, my back hurts. Or I went out all day. I was looking for a job, but there's nothing out there. Okay. They're going to pretend like, you know, they're really trying to get a job and they're trying to work. And, and, and this is how they're going to control you with the pity card so that you go and you pay for everything because you feel sorry for them. Okay. That's the covert narcissist for you. Okay. The other way that narcissists will try to control you, all right, and I'll talk about the covert narcissist, is through your children, okay? A lot of covert narcissists, this is a common tactic with the covert narcissist, they're going to disparage you to the children. They're going to talk badly about you to the children. They're going to play the victim card even to their children. They want the sympathy of their children and they want to make you look like the bad guy. This is what the covert narcissist does. They make you look like the bad guy and they play the victim, okay? That's, you know, covert narcissist 101, all right? So they'll say things like, you know, I really tried with your mother. You know, she's, you know, she's difficult or she doesn't want to try or or something like that. You know, I've done everything. This is this is what a covert narcissist is going to say. I've done everything. I've really tried. They're going to try to pretend they were empathetic to the other person. They really tried. OK, meanwhile, they're cold and non-transparent and they don't open up, and they don't completely try, okay? They're fake, all right? Covert narcissists are just fake, phony people, all right? Now, what's another way that a covert narcissist tries to control you? They control you with their nonverbal body language, all right? Now, what does that mean exactly? Exactly. 
That means that they give you a sarcastic smirk. They roll their eyes. They turn their back to anything that you say, okay? And this is to control you. And again, it's to make you feel like you're nothing. So rather than sit there and blatantly tell you that they think you're wrong, you're an idiot, or you're a jerk, whereas the overt narcissist or grandiose narcissist would tell you that, a covert narcissist is going to show you it with their nonverbal body language, okay? They're going to be sarcastic with their body language. They're going to smile at you with a smirky smile like you're an idiot, you're a jerk, without actually coming out and saying it. They're going to roll their eyes. You know, they're going to like not make eye contact when you're talking sometimes, you know, and, and what does all this do? This controls you to constantly look for validation from them. You're constantly asking them, well, do you agree? Do you not agree? And and they'll say, you know, do what you want. Or they, they always play the middle card, all right? They're not going to say anything negative and they're not going to say anything positive. They leave you on pause, all right? And what does that do? That creates doubt within you. This is how they control you and cause you to have doubt. That also intimidates you, all right? It's going to intimidate you to next time maybe not open your mouth. And this is a common thing that covert narcissists do when you're around other people. Sometimes they'll even say to you, you know, stop talking. You know, you talk too much when you're around other people. And why is that? Because they don't want you to align with other people. They may see that you're making a good connection with people or that people are admiring you or liking you or like what you say, and they don't like it. So what they're going to do is they're going to say something like, stop talking. You're talking too much. All right. This is to plant the seed of doubt in you that there's something wrong in you. Okay. This is what covert narcissists do. They plant the seed of doubt that there's something wrong with you. Don't fall for it, okay? Be your own man, be your own woman, and you know, do what you feel is right. Walk in the truth and don't let these people tell you what you should and shouldn't be saying, all right? The other way a covert narcissist controls you is by reactive abuse, the most common, all right? They're going to trigger you. They're going to set you off, all right? Because they get off on that. They get off on seeing you get emotional and getting upset and start yelling and screaming or crying. They love the fact that they have control over your emotions. This is why you got to be a cool cucumber when you're dealing with a covert narcissist and not show them that they affect you whatsoever. Remember, you're dealing with a toxic person. So whatever they say doesn't mean shit, okay? So don't, you know, don't be easily triggered by these people because this is what they want to do. This way, they could either film you or show other people or they like to do it in front of other people to make you look crazy because a covert narcissist, the way they control you, okay, is through the mental card, all right? They love to say you have mental issues, you know, you're not right, there's something wrong with you, you need therapy, 
I will pray for you. This is typical behavior of a covert narcissist. You know, they, they're patronizing. They're just flat out patronizing. They'll talk down to you with that snobbish type of attitude, okay? Because sometimes they can have a very snobby air about them, that uppity air. When you see a snob, you're dealing most of the times with an insecure person and most likely a covert narcissist that can't communicate. And what they do is they... They act very snobby towards you to make you feel like you're less than. So they'll walk around, you know, with their little nose up in the air and their little smirk going on and they, you know, roll their eyes and everything. This is to control you, to belittle you and make you feel like you are not shit. Okay. That's their goal. That's why you got to have your power. You've got to have your self-confidence. And I've dealt with this in every realm of my life. I've dealt with it with the doctors that I dealt with. I've dealt with it with the attorneys I've dealt with. I dealt with it with snide teachers that thought they knew better than me. I've dealt with it with family. I've dealt with it with partners. So this is what I'm going to tell you guys. All right. You've got to know your shit. You've got to be focused so that when they try to intimidate you, and this is exactly what they try to do. They try to intimidate you so that you shut your mouth so that you don't have any kind of power. So, you know, they are the authority on things. See, this is what a, a covert narcissist wants to be. They want to be the authority on everything. They know better. But when you know your shit, you know your facts, and you come at them with those facts, and you are not wavering, they will run, okay? They will run. They know that they can't play with you then, okay? Why? Because you walk in the truth and you speak the facts and there is nothing they can say when they are faced and you're bombarding them with facts and they are not making you step back and waver and doubt yourself, okay? It comes with a lot of experience. Not everybody can do it. I could do it because I've been through hell and I've I've gained, you know, this experience of knowledge. This is why I'm pretty good, I'll say, you know, in dealing with people because I've dealt with all different kinds of cats in life and I'm very good at sizing people up and know how to handle them, okay? But with every single situation, I knew my facts, all right? So you got to know your facts and you've got to trust your gut. This way, these people don't, you know, the power that a narcissist has is when somebody is not sure of themselves, okay? This is why you've got to be sure of yourself and you've got to trust your judgment. When you're somebody who's insecure, you have a lot of self-doubt, that narcissist is gonna roll over on you, okay? They're gonna run you down because if you even have a little doubt about yourself or a little doubt about you know what you saw or what you heard, that narcissist is going to manipulate you to the point where you're going to believe them, okay? So they do this with gaslighting. That's why you got to recognize it. It's about education, you guys. Educate, okay? Educate. Know when somebody's gaslighting you. When they're trying to make you question what is the truth, that is gaslighting. They're make, trying to make you self-doubt what is right and what is wrong. You got to, your brain's got to be focused so that you don't fall 
for that trap, okay? So, again, I'm getting off tangent here, you guys, this morning, because I'm going off, I'm passionate about this because I lived it, and I'm trying to teach you. So, you guys, they will try to control you, again, with that reactive abuse, you know, by playing on your emotions, by blatantly gaslighting you, and you know that they're flat out lying to you. They'll try to control you by making you pop off with that reactive abuse, by blatantly lying to you when they know, you know, damn straight that they are lying to you, but they sit there with like kind of a smirky smile and it's a joke to them. It's a joke to them. They sit there and they feel that if they just keep repeating the same thing, you're either going to go crazy or, you know, you're going to snap out. And to them, they love it. They love it. And and people sit there and, and other influencers have said, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They most definitely fucking know what they're doing. They're laughing behind your backs. How do I know? I've seen them do it. I've seen them laugh behind other people's backs after they caused them reactive abuse. They thrive on these games. They're all about mind games. Never underestimate the narcissist, okay? Because they're very, you know, they're very calculating and they know what they do. They know what right and wrong is. Bottom line. And I'm tired of people saying, well, it's a mental Ill- illness. Yes, it could be. It's actually a personality disorder. But the point is they know what right is from wrong. Okay? And they make a choice of what they do. And everybody needs to be accountable for their actions. Period. Dot. End of story. Okay? So, you guys, these are things that covert narcissists do to control you, okay? There's like a whole slew of other things I can get into, but now I'm going to get into the overt narcissist. When it comes to an overt narcissist, they're more direct with it. So what an overt narcissist is going to do to control you is they're going to get in your face, start yelling and screaming, and try to intimidate you, all right? They will shout over you. They will shout over you and they'll say something like, you know, be quiet, let somebody else talk. And they'll go, they'll go crazy on you shouting so that you get to a point, you're just tired and exhausted and you're like, okay, whatever, you win. You're so tired and exhausted from going back and forth with them. You just fly the flag and you say, you're right. So that's what they'll do. An overt narcissist will get in your face, try to intimidate you and, and start, you know, yelling and screaming and doing those kind of things, all right? Another thing I want to get back to with the covert narcissist and how they control you, they control you, like, again, with the passive-aggressive behavior. In other words, they'll control you by putting on a face if they go to a family party and they're angry at you. And this is all to pay you back for something you may have said or done. So next time you know, you don't do it. So basically what they're going to do is they create that uncomfortable feeling for you so that you don't open your mouth or you don't do something that they don't like. So they will create that uncomfortable, they will freeze you out. Okay. They will freeze you out or they'll tell you everything's okay. Meanwhile, they got a miserable fucking face on it and you know, it's not okay, but they're not transparent and they're not telling you the truth of what's bothering them. See, covert narcissists will never tell you, you know, what's bothering them. Instead, they pay you back in passive aggressive behavior. This is how they control you. Okay. 
Now, lastly, you guys, the malignant narcissist, which is the cruelest, wickedest narcissist you've ever had to deal with in your life. And I've had experience with a few of them, all right? My father was a malignant narcissist. Uh, a good friend of mine, she got murdered by a malignant narcissist. You know, she was dealing with a very dangerous guy, very dangerous guy, all right? So how they will control you is by threatening you, all right? A malignant narcissist is going to threaten you with violence, all right? Like, for instance, when my friend that got murdered, you know, years ago, she was a very beautiful Russian girl, beautiful girl, okay? And she was dealing with this guy who was no good. He had an 18-page rap sheet, all right? His last girlfriend, you know, was afraid of him and had to leave the state. And she got involved with him. My friend Gala got involved with him. And she was afraid of him. And the first time, he took her head and he smashed her head on a glass table and gave her over 100 stitches in her head, okay? And when she went to the hospital, he told her, if you say one word, I will kill you. If you say anything to people at the hospital, what happened here, I will kill you and I will kill your daughter, all right? So she was terrified, all right? She was terrified. And what happened was she ended up going to the police. She actually had that device to warn the police, had the restraining order, all of that, okay? And a restraining order, by the way, will not always save you, all right? Not when you're dealing with a maniac like he was. So, you know, very sad, very unfortunate. And what ended up happening, you guys, is he showed up at her job. This was in the papers, all over the papers in New York City. It actually happened in Queens. And and what happened was he just showed up at her job. She was a successful girl um, in a car agency. Showed up at her, her job, shot her, and then shot himself, okay? So, you know, that's the extreme case of things, all right? That is like a malignant psychopath type of person who's very, very controlling, and she was going to leave him. And, you know, when you leave a malignant narcissist, that's when you're the most in danger. So never, ever let a malignant narcissist know when you're leaving. You've got to leave in silence, all right? And, and find a safe haven and have a support system and protect yourself, okay? If you know what I mean, all right? So you guys, it's like this. Malignant narcissists will threaten you with violence. And the minute that you get threatened with any kind of violence, let's say they pin you up on a wall and they got you pinned up on a wall or something and they're threatening you, you better take it serious, okay? Because the next time you may not be lucky, all right? So if anybody shows you one inkling of violence, in other words, it gets physical to the point where they put their hands on you, there is no coming back from that, all right? Because that's just going to escalate and get worse and could end up deadly, all right? So if anybody puts their hands on you, that is it. That is it. There is no fixing that relationship. They have crossed the line. And the minute they have crossed the line the first time, the second time is going to be twice as easy and more fierce. So this is why you've got to get out. You've got to get out. All right. 
But these are all ways that they try to control you. And with a malignant narcissist, they're the most controlling, okay? They want to control who you talk to, what you wear, what you say, control your money, control, you know, they don't want you talking to family and friends. They want to isolate you. They want to isolate you so that you are completely codependent on them, all right? This is the extreme, you guys. So when you start to see somebody, you know, you're dealing with somebody, they don't want you to have a relationship with your family or friends, that is a huge red flag. You could be dealing with a controlling narcissist. Now, remember, narcissism is on a spectrum, okay? So there's, we all could be narcissistic at times and be a little bit, you know, self-absorbed and about our, ourselves, but it's the extent of empathy that somebody has, all right? A malignant narcissist has zero empathy, zero. They're flat out wicked people, wicked. And the other thing about them is they are the most charming in the beginning of the relationship. Nobody is more charming and more loving than a malignant narcissist that wants to wrap you up, okay? That's why you gotta be real careful. And I always say, one of the biggest red flags in dealing with a narcissist is when they're over the top nice in the beginning. You've got to question it, okay? And I get these these idiots that come back at me and say, well, a lot of people could be over the top nice. That doesn't mean they're a narcissist. No kidding. We know that. But I'm talking about over the top where it's not real. It's fake. It's phony, okay? That they're progressing their love to you very quickly in the first week and they don't know one fucking thing about you. How can you love somebody that you don't know jack shit about? You can't. You can't. You haven't seen this person happy, sad, mad, depressed, angry. So what is? what do you love? You just love the way they look, okay? Oh, the, uh, you look great. You know, uh, I love it. You lusting that person. That's not love. And and this is a big problem why people get involved in toxic relationships as well is they don't know the difference between love and lust. Go back and listen to my podcast on this. So many people say, I love the narcissist. I love them. No, you didn't fucking love them. You lusted them. You better, you know get it right because that was not love that was not love you did not love that nor how you love somebody that treats you like shit that's what you love you love somebody that gaslights you and can't be honest with you and has no respect for you and cheats on you that's not love that is lust you lusted that narcissist they gave you a high because you felt that chemistry between them that's lust, okay? That's not love. And I had to clarify that. And this is a big problem in today's world that people to get together based on lust instead of based on somebody's character, their good character. You should be looking at somebody's good character. Can you trust this person? Does this person do what they're supposed to do? You know, they have to have good character. But you guys, I'm... Uh, and they have to be kind and understanding. I have gone off on a tangent this morning. Let me get back into focus here. So, you guys, there's different ways that narcissists try to control you. And, you know, the thing is, that control will cause you to have anxiety and depression because you no longer 
become who you are. You feel that uncomfortable feeling when you're in the presence of the narcissist. And this is exactly what narcissists do, okay? This is how you know you are in the presence of a toxic person. You have an uneasy feeling within yourself, okay? You don't feel comfortable with this person. This person makes you feel uneasy, when you see their name flash up on your phone, you get nervous, you get anxious because you can't be yourself with the narcissist. And that's because the narcissist doesn't accept you for who you are. And this is why you will never be happy with a narcissist because they will never accept you for who you are. They will criticize you, judge you, put you down, give you anxiety and depression and rip your soul right out of your chest, all right? Because they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. And what that means is they don't build you up. They don't, they're not righteous people. They don't have the truth in them. They don't have love in their heart. They don't have love for you. What they have is venom for you, okay? They have venom for you in the end, because they don't, you know, they don't follow God's principles. They're all about, you know, they're all about lust, material things, superficial things, and about their image, making their image look good. That's what the narcissist is about. And so they're going to control you to get whatever they want out of you. They're going to control you for sex, maybe by being unaffectionate at times. So you're begging them for sex. Or, you know, they're going to control you with money. Were you begging them for money? Because they're going to be a cheapskate, all right? They're going to be begging you, you know, they're going to with, withdraw. This is what covert narcissists do, by the way. They, they control you by withholding affection from you so that you're always begging and thirsting for them to show you some affection. And then when they show you that little affection, they put their arm around you or they give you a hug. All of a sudden you feel like, oh, they love me. Everything's all right. No, what they're fucking doing is they're drawing you back in, okay? They're drawing you back in to hold on to you, okay? And then, and then they pull back and treat you like crap again because they're either busy with somebody else so they don't want to be bothered with you at the moment or they're angry at you or they're bored with you or something like that, okay? So narcissists, you guys, are very moody people as well. And I got to do a podcast on this because they are very, very moody people, all right? So I hope that helps you guys. If it does, hit the subscribe button. Please share the podcast and have a great day. If you guys are having a problem in your dating or relationship or you're dealing with somebody maybe that's narcissistic, you don't know if they're a narcissist or you're just having problems, you're in a toxic relationship and you need some clarity on it, go to the link in the podcast description for my website where I offer email and phone coaching. If you have a quick question, just a quick question and you wanna get a video sent back to you answering your question, there's also a link there for Vizio, where I will send you a personalized video answering your question. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. 
The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Hi, you guys. I just want to let you know that The Game Exposed now has their merchandise available. Check out the link in the bio and you could go check it out. There's cool hoodies, cool sweatpants, cool hats. So go to the bio for the link. And also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook at the game exp 123 and also on Instagram the game exp 123 okay and have a great day mm-hmm.